Too busy sleeping during the week and miss JB? I don't blame you. Here's some of the best bits now on 92.9. Time to get slightly snobby with letters from Tamworth. Time to find out what's going on in our sister city of Tamworth, Staffordshire. This is very, very, very cool. Tamworth, Staffordshire's Cliff Lakes Water Sports Park has opened up a bungee jump from there. For £99, you can get two jumps back-to-back, one forwards and one backwards. Uh, sorry, you get double whammy. That's amazing. Yeah. Is that so? You've so you've done bungee I jumping, lately? I have. I have done bungee jumping. I did it in Auckland, New Zealand. <clears throat> very cool. Yes, it was awesome. But um, I cried. I was very. It was just the adrenaline, yes. and I mean, it, it's scary to be jumping off above water. Yeah. So I cried for probably about fifteen minutes, and I'm talking ugly, bawling out my eyes, and then eventually I went, "Nah, stuff it later. You're just being a little wimp." So I jumped, and then as soon as it finished, I was like. Get me back up there. I want to do it again. So I reckon they've got the right idea with this. You get two back-to-back yep. jumps. You'll be scared on your first one. Yep. Once you do it the first time, you're going to want to get back up there straight away and do that second jump. What? what did you do forward or backwards? I didn't I did even forward. think this was a thing. Oh, okay. I did forward, yeah. Because <clears> apparently the backwards one, you don't know when you're going to go over. You can leave it up to the jump master oh, yeah. to like push you off. Yeah. Which is a fun job. Push it. What, what do you do for a living? I push people off a ledge. What do you do? <laughs> I work in radio. Um, so you did forwards. Yes. Yeah. And there was a rule for this bungee jumping. And if oh. it was your first time, yeah. you were not allowed to be pushed. They made uh, it a thing where it had to be your choice yeah. to jump. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. But if... I mean, if I was to do it again, absolutely. I'd be like, you know what? I need another thrill now. Just push me off. You've done a lot of thrill stuff. You've I, done I'm, a, I'm a bit of a thrill seeker. Where was bungee jumping after you did all the other crazy yeah. stuff you've done? Yes. How yeah. does it compare with your skydiving, your whitewater um, rafting, everything else white that you've water, done? Whitewater rafting wasn't really that scary no, for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, it should have been, I think, a little bit more because I, I don't want to drown. But uh, the skydiving part, I was actually more scared of the plane because it was so rickety and just yeah. small. And I actually asked to go first. Yeah. And they thought I was crazy because I was like, just get me out of this yeah. plane. I don't, <laughs> don't want to be here anymore. And they were like, everyone jumps because they like they don't. Uh, sorry, they're scared of jumping. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, jump, get me out, get yeah. me out. So, yeah, um, I actually really enjoyed the skydiving. But in comparison, they're totally different. Like skydiving to me was much more fun, yeah. whereas bungee jumping was much more scary. Oh, okay. Yeah, like if you th- talk about the thrill, like it was more of a scary thrill and it was fun after the fact. What was the scariest part of the bungee jumping? Is it is it the initial fall or it's, is it then the dangle after? No, Cuz I see that no. and I think that looks freaky. No, it wasn't the dangle. It was definitely the actual taking the first step, step off. Yeah. Um, and also looking like a bit of an idiot when you dive off the board. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do look like a little bit of a um a little bit of an idiot jumping did you, off. Did you do the canyon swinging while you're over in New Zealand? Because no. that looks scary. No, I was only on a ten day Kentucky, oh, okay. so unfortunately I could only fit in these three yeah. okay. high no, adventure look, that's, activities. That's more. That's <laughs> more than than what I've done. That's for sure. No, but absolutely. If you, I, I highly recommend bungee jumping. Do it. There you go. Get over to Tamworth, Staffordshire, so you can tick off the bucket list. So you've been to our sister city and. Do bungee jumping as well. That's I, I imagine that's a pretty good price. Two jumps for ninety nine pounds. Actually, what's that about one hundred and seventy Australian? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But there's a skywalk being developed at the lookout or 
being proposed. It's coming out today, so it's not. Oh, it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's not here. Out and buggered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At oh. the Oxley Lookout. Oh, really? And uh, maybe we oh. should add a. Maybe maybe we should <laughs> do the skywalk and then add a bungee jump sure. from Oxley Lookout. <laughs> I'll, I'm all over that. We'll, yeah. We'll we'll see what we can do and make I'll, that I'll, happen. I'll no suggest promises. it. I'll suggest it to Kevy today. Yeah. <laughs> Seventeen past seven here at ninety two point nine. Here's some of the well slightly better bits from JB. Too busy sleeping during the week and miss JB. I don't blame you. Here's some of the best bits now on ninety two point nine. Trish from the Rail Motor Society Patterson joins me for a chat. Trish, thank you so much for your time. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Great to catch up. You guys are bringing uh, a, a train through our neck of the woods this weekend. This is very exciting. Tell us where whereabouts people can hop on the train. Okay, well, um, this weekend we're coming to Tamworth. Um, we don't come up there very often, but um, this is a special event. We're doing a charter up there. So on Saturday, um, we've got some runs going from Tamworth to Katingle and back. Um, these are just a short run, hour and a half or something like that. Uh, and people can still get tickets on one, two, three ticks online for those. Um, the tickets are twenty-seven dollars fifty for adults and fifteen dollars for kids. And you'll have the pleasure to ride on our beautiful old six twenty-one, seven twenty-one class rail motor. The windows will be open. The wind will be blowing in your hair, and it's just a wonderful experience for for kids, but adults as well. You know, the kids really love it because they've not had that experience nah. before. Yeah, exactly. That's mm. it. They they love it. Tell us a little bit about this train, the 621-721 rail motor. What is yes. it? How old is it? Well, it's a diesel rail motor, um, and it was built in 1960. Well, there's two carriages, yep. um, 61, yep. 1961, and, um, yeah, it was in service until 2007. Yeah, right, and okay. Then, um, and it was in the Hunter all of its life. Yeah. And then we acquired it after it went out of service for passengers. And um, we've been running all over the state with it ever since. Last so, year we took it to South Australia and Victoria. Oh, wow. Okay, so it got mm. out of the state. Fantastic. Yes. yes. Yeah, yes. So, excellent. So that was a wonderful experience. That was a 10-day trip for people. It was lovely. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. No, beautiful. And tell us a little bit about your society. So where are you guys based? We're based in Patterson in the Hunter Valley. Yep. Fantastic. Yep, and um, we've been um, operating since 1984. Wow, okay. Um, we, have, um, we just have rail motors, um, diesel rail motors, that's all we have. We don't have any steam or anything like that. But we, we are continually hired by charter companies, tour companies out of Sydney and things like that. We do some work ourselves. Um, we've got a couple of trips coming up now going to... Um, that we've organised ourselves, one going down to Bundanoon for Christmas in July and then one to Melbourne in May again this year for a week. Sensational. How many many trains have you got? Well, we have the 621 class. Yeah. Then we have um, CPHs, which um, are a wooden body train. They are very nearly 100 years old. One's going to be 100 this year. Wow. Uh, And they still operate. Um, And then we have another 400 class, which is only a smaller single engine that takes only 16 or 17 passengers. Okay. And it's usually hired by a very uh, special group of people that love to ride on it. And it's actually going to Cobar in the next few weeks with a group. Sensational. Mm. Lovely. Mm. And, and how, how do you guys go with sort of general maintenance of the train, still getting yep. parts, yeah, all that kind of stuff, pretty good? 
Yeah, yeah, we're all volunteer group, 100% yeah. volunteer group. Um, and we have a, you know, a, a very good group of maintainers um, across the board, mechanical, um, cabinetry, timber workers and all that sort of thing. They're, yeah, no, we have a very good group of volunteers. This, we sometimes have up to 40 volunteers wow. on, a, on a work day, yes. Fantastic. Mm. Look, I'm personally, I, I, I like trains, and I, I'll, I'll, I'm very interested in this. I'm not one of those train people, but it right. is. I've got friends of mine and, and 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 associates that are, and it's 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 cool. It's I I really love the fact that a the passion that they all seem yes. to have, and that it hasn't died off. Yes, it's it it's, is amazing. It's it amazing, amazing, isn't it? Well. It is. It amazes me as well. And the young people. Yes. Yeah, young, yeah. Like young kids, you know, nine and ten, that know everything about the train. You know, they'll say to me, oh, did you know it's a this kind of motor or that kind of motor? And I'll go, well, I do now that you've told me that. <laughs> I know. It's awesome. I really I really like it. It's one of those things that I don't think it will ever die off, will it? Yeah. I don't think so. No. No, no. Nice. nice. Sensational. All the details on your Facebook page, Rail Motor Society Patterson, or yep. uh, 123ticks, that's with an x.com.au. You can get all the details on there. Definitely check yes. this out. It's one lovely-looking train. And, Trish, thank you so much for chatting about it with us today. All right. Thank you very much. Here's some of the, well, slightly better bits from JB during the week. Too busy sleeping during the week and miss JB? I don't blame you. Here's some of the best bits now on 92.9. How to finger my happiness, 19 past 8 here at 92.9. 30 years of broadcasting this May and back again after 10 this morning and all day while you're at work. 30 years in three songs. Thank you very much, Bella, before from the, the bench warmers, the softball team. I'm going to jump on their bandwagon and, and be a casual supporter. And I forgot to mention this before with Bella, but the last time I ever jumped on a bandwagon for a sporting team, which was, of course, the uh, the Norwich Budgies in the Championships League in the United Kingdom, we somehow, I can't remember, but Jack and I came across them, and I don't know, we like their, their, their team animals a budgie, which is totally inoffensive and so unsportsmanlike, really, when you think about it. We like the colour green and, and yellow, and the fact that they hadn't been in the Premier League in the United Kingdom for something like 35 years. I kid you not, when Jack and I jumped on the bandwagon, Elena, and started supporting them mm. for the first time ever, they made it through to the Premier League. So It was us. So the bench warmers are going to get through. <laughs> to, the, to the Premier League of what, softball? <laughs> softball? I don't know. I don't know softball. I don't, I don't, I look, I don't either. But uh, I don't. I, and I, look, I probably wouldn't go that far either. Okay. So, um, so, so, sorry to give you that high, high hopes there, Bella. Uh, but thank you, Phil, for giving me a call before. Um, he said that he played for a sports team years ago, indoor cricket. It was the Upper Moor Creek Parsley Crushers. So I like. I like that name. I, I don't think it was parsley they were necessarily speaking mm. about, but anyway. <laughs> um, funny thing. So, yes, so we did, like, funny stuff that your pets do. Mm. So I thought we usually have a little bit of fun with this. Um, funny things kids have said, because they're so innocent. They are. They come out with that kind of stuff, mm. and, you know, you can't tell them off about it because they're so innocent. They're or, so honest, too. Yeah, and, and honesty as well, you know. Which so. is always brutal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yes, that as well. 
Um, six seven six double two nine two nine. I'll put you in the draw for our case Friday meet. I love this Neil on our Facebook page. Thanks, Neil. Uh, Mister four year old dropped the f bomb, and of course I pulled him up about it. He fired back that Daddy says it. <laughs> that, thanks. <laughs> this then prompted the discussion that there are words a grown up can say that kids can't. Think of them, Mister four year old, like they're magic words. That's all good. Fast forward about a week at my mother's place and four-year-old asks grandma for a drink and grandma then says, what's the magic word? (gasps) And we know what the magic word is. That is so good. He told grandma to... (laughs) And the rest is history. (laughs) I love that. (sighs) That is superb. (laughs) And the four-year-old would have had no clue. He would have just innocently uh, yeah. been given the magic word like yeah. mum and dad told me. And why are you telling me off now, yeah. Grandma? Yeah. Why? Um, six seven six double two nine tonight. And occasionally they come out with little points that are impossible to to answer some of their questions. While driving to school one morning, uh, David's son randomly asks, "Hey, Dad, what happens when stormtroopers sneeze?" <laughs> um. It Which gets is, all stuck in their helmet. Yeah. <laughs> They've got like a cleaning station that they they take... take. I've thought about this way too much. Yeah. I'm sure George yeah. Lucas would have, a, have an answer for that. <laughs> David probably didn't, I'm sure. 676-2299. What crazy stuff have your kids said? 676-2299. Lena and I both have stories, but they're not safe for radio this yeah, early in the morning, unfortunately. So, I've- yeah. I feel like most of my stories aren't suitable for air. <laughs> six seven six double two nine nine. Make it on air, and I'll put you in the draw for our case Friday metro. We'll draw that real soon. Here's some of the well slightly better bits from JB during the week. Too busy sleeping during the week and miss JB? I don't blame you. Here's some of the best bits now on ninety two point nine. And then blank, you fill in the blanks, please. Six seven six double two nine nine. Hilarious stuff that your dog barks at, growls at. Licks, runs from, is scared of, bizarre stuff is eight. Um, Elena, um, you have got a, a a dog and a cat that that sound like they're in like a they're gangsters. Yeah, they were. From they how were these real. two work together, <laughs> it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, so our best friends, um, really really good friends. But yeah, we had a little Maltese poodle. Her name was Daisy, Daisy. and she's passed away now. But we still got Bearsy, who's the cat. Anyway, so one night we came home from I don't know we were somewhere and we had a little cat door that the dog and cat would use. And so we've come home and we've walked in and there's this trail of blood going from the kitchen all the way around our dining room table and we're like oh no what's this you know this isn't good anyway so we see the dog and she's just gone to the groomers that day she's got little bows in her hair right little pink bows she looks so innocent and she's got blood all over her face her (laughs) white fur anyway so we walk into the kitchen and yes a little baby bush turkey has been murdered but the thing is our dog didn't do any hunting our cat was the hunter so the cat would catch the animal (laughs) And then bring it in for the dog to kill because it would happen a few times with some mice as well where the cat would catch it, but he'd be like, no, I'm not doing the dirty work. And so Daisy would come over and do the dirty work for him. (laughs) Um, And then as soon as she died, we realised that, yeah, very little deaths were happening around our yard. (laughs) (laughs) The assassin was the dog. Yeah. And the cat was like the henchman, like the hired henchman. I've just got like Godfather going through my head like, yeah, you better bring me the bush turkey. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Although I, I, it's been a while since I watched The Godfather, but I don't think The Godfather actually did any of the murders. He just got all his his henchmen to do it for him. So yeah, yeah. But Daisy loved it, and it was just this one time she just had these bows in her hair, and we were like, "Oh my god, you're a killer, killer!" <laughs> Here's some of the well, slightly better bits from JB during the week. Too busy sleeping during the week and miss JB? I don't blame you. Here's some of the best bits now on 92.9. Now, it's time for JB to share a McCafe coffee with someone. Chatting about what's going on locally, nationally or internationally. Or something a little different. It's the McCafe coffee break. And from Married at First Sight, back on our small screens this evening, 7.30. Duncan, how are you, mate? Good morning, JB, how are you? Very well, thank you so much for catching up with me this morning, great to chat. Thanks for having me on, no, appreciate it. My absolute pleasure. It's been a bit of a roller coaster ride on, on MAFS this year. Uh, we've had a lot to go through over the last couple of weeks. Out of all the sort of um, weeks on the show and, and challenges you have to go through, like you get the honeymoon box, there's, in, there's intimacy week, there's this week, there's that week... Looking back on it, what what was probably the the one that was the most challenging, I guess? Yeah, look, I've got to say not too much of it was challenging. If I talk about myself and Alyssa here, um, yeah. we've we had a you know we've had a really good start to the relationship. We've um, there's a little bit of a rocky road the other the other night on Sunday when um, obviously Alyssa didn't agree that uh, I'd stayed in contact with um, both the boys involved in the, in the cheating scandal as well as the girls and she didn't want me to do that but I think that if a friend does something wrong you mm. you stick by them but you also call them out for their behavior and, yeah. and pull them aside so tried to do that um, we had a different opinion that was that was pretty hard to work through but um, look obviously last night got to meet um, Alyssa's mother and um, um, I loved uh, getting peppered with questions from <laughs> uh, from mother-in-law I'd imagine from uh, watching this season and previous seasons of the show as well, that's got to be one of the more challenging weeks on the show is actually getting out there into the the great wide world with the person that you've been entered into the experiment with and and meeting their family. I mean, that is their rock and, you know, they're letting you into uh, to their family. That's that's got to be that's got to be a big deal. Yeah, look, that is for for a lot of people. It was uh, it was a pretty scary or confrontational type scenario. Um, I'd met Debbie, Alyssa's mother, at the wedding. Um, yeah. She actually did a Chinese face reading on me and said she liked my ears, which oh. is um, a compliment that I don't think I've had too many times. So um, <laughs> I thought going into uh, this week meeting Debbie again and, and getting uh, further questions from her, I was I was pretty at ease because she'd made me feel like that the first time I'd met her. But if you look at some of the other contestants on the show. Um, there was obviously, you know, some pretty hard conversations with some parents, and, um, and de- definitely uh, a pretty scary week for for some of the couples. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Was Alyssa sort of what you imagined you'd get when you told the uh, the experts what you were looking for in a in in a, in a wife when you entered the experiment? Yeah, I um, look if if when I put uh, you know you go through the application process and there's lots of different questions. Um, I obviously ticked. There's a, there's a box where you tick whether you'd um, like or not like somebody to have a child. And I said I didn't. it didn't bother me either way. Mm. Um, obviously, being 36 and a lot of my friends and, and um, uh, you know, have, have children or are with people with children, and that's just a part of my life. So um, that, was, that was never uh, an issue for me. 
Um, and in terms of sort of, I guess, looks and how a partner is um, physically, um, I've, you know, my, my partners from the past were all very different looking women with dark hair or blonde hair and from different um, parts of the world as well. So I can't really say I have a type. Um, it's more just uh, a fall for the, for the person that they are and, and what they bring to the relationship. The good old magazines have been circulating in the last week or so about you keeping in touch with your exes. Um, that That's all sort of in, I imagine, in, in good friendly faith. There's no malice in there. It's a little bit of yeah, uh, the, the, the usual clickbaity headlines. Yeah, look, I think a bit of clickbaity headlines. Um, I don't really read too much of those magazines, but um, I would never put myself uh, or my relationship in a position where, um, you know, um, there was questions being asked because of me being, you know, too, in too much contact with partners. Um, I'm hardly in contact with anyone that I went out with. At the same time, I always maintain, you know, a level of courtesy and, and friendship with people I've gone out with in the past that have been a part of my life. And, like, I'd like to think that most people would you know, extend that courtesy to their to their ex-partners. Um, it's a real shame when you t- meet someone and they tell you that they, you know, every person they've ever gone out with is a bad person. Yeah. Well, then, you know, the common denominator <laughs> might be the person saying that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's very true. Uh, they, they, Alyssa mentioned in last night's episode sort of a bit of a concern about whether your sort of morals align anymore from that, the cheating scandal. Um what what that was that kind of the first um time in the the experiment where you kind of went maybe this this isn't to be yeah look that was definitely a hiccup in our in our journey mm. um i i really didn't agree with Alyssa, but as i sat on the couch you know we can have difference of opinion and we can still see where each other are coming from and mm. why mm. Alyssa was extremely upset that um, I reached out to Adam to see how he was going after he cheated, but I also reached out to Jesse and I reached out to Janelle. So um, that's my personality. Um, you can hold, you can reach out to people, hold them accountable for their actions, but also talk to them about you know what they're not going to do, you know how their mental health is, um, and 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 try to make sure that they're a better person for that. And obviously, I got asked by the experts if you know this was a, a troubling piece for me, and um, it. You know, it was definitely a hiccup that um, that we're trying to work through. Look, eventually, sooner rather than later, everyone's going to have arguments and these things pop up. And sometimes, you know what, it's better having it sooner rather than later, to be honest with you. And at least, you know, you guys have the support there and the experts to be able to chat to and work these things through. So that's that's a positive. Oh, exactly. Look, I, um, I, a lot of people get very worried about their time on the couch with the experts yeah. uh, and get very nervous beforehand. I loved it. But that's because I leaned into what they said. Um, I agreed with what they said. I, you know, you've got to hold yourself accountable and, and bring up the things that you're not happy with about yourself. And if you do that, I think you can learn a lot as you go on the, on the journey. They're all qualified experts in their fields. Um, and so I really took on whatever they said. Favorite couple on the show? We're playing favorites now. You got to. You got to. Oh, <laughs> look, it's probably got to be Tani and Ollie. Um, yeah. Just head over heels from day dot. Yeah. Um, no issues. Just aligned with each other on everything. I know there's a rumor that they might be related. They're obviously not. Um, there's a second cousin that's married to Tani's cousin, so there's no there's no blood there, <laughs> bloodlines, I should say. Um, and they're just they're just two great people. 
Yeah, I got I got only a couple of weeks ago to explain that whole relationship thing and and uh, trying to, trying to explain it without a large whiteboard and a large bit of butcher's paper and some permanent markers it was near impossible. So exactly. <laughs> we left that one alone. Yeah. Hey, um, Duncan, thank you so much for the chat. You're you're a cybersecurity expert, so I imagine at the moment you are very 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 busy in that space. So I'll I'll let you get back to um protecting people's personal data. I imagine very busy. Oh, I am very busy. Uh, yeah, look, thank you for having me on. And uh, yeah, a jam-packed day at work. So um, I'll get back into it, but uh, hopefully we can chat soon. Yeah, definitely. Love to get you back on for another chat. And Duncan, thank you so much for your time. All the best. Thanks, JB. My Cheers. absolute pleasure. Duncan there from Married at First Sight and our McDonald's Mac Cafe coffee break. And of course, you can grab their Mac Value bundle at Macca's today. Two large burgers, two small burgers for dinner, along with fries and drinks for $26.95. Pick one up today at drive through available between 10.30 a.m. and midnight at participating restaurants. See the McDonald's website for more details. And of course, Married at First Sight back on NBN this evening from 7.30. Here's some of the, well, slightly better bits from JB during the week. Too busy sleeping during the week and miss JB? I don't blame you. Here's some of the best bits now on 92.9. This is cool. I love ice cream. Mm. Um, ben and Jerry, who are like mm. the Willy Wonkers of ice cream, mm-hmm. you know, they come up with all the weird flavours. I, I love fish food. Wait, what? Fish fish food flavoured Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Stop it. It's amazing. It's chocolate and white no. chocolate ripple what? with little candy fishes in it. So... Oh, uh, okay. Named after okay. the band Fish. God, my, my mind went to a place then. Fish and ice cream. P-H-I-S-H for oh, fish okay. as well. Very clever. So, very clever. Okay. Um, ben and Jerry, I say that they're the Willy Wonkers of ice cream, not just because of fish food mm-hmm. and other flavours, mm. um, but <laughs> they're hoping to bring out a new ice cream mm. that they say won't melt at high temperatures. You might be wondering, well, that's, uh. that's, good, for, that's good for my mouth because... If I have it sitting, I can have it sitting there longer because it won't melt at higher temperatures. But, but, Uh-oh. it's good for the environment as well. What do you mean? Because you don't have to store the freezers as at cold temperature. You can have the freezers a little warmer. Well, what about all so the other stuff in your freezer? So it doesn't use as much power. <laughs> well, well, I'm, I'm... Are you just storing ice cream in there? I'm... What about your chops? Thi- <laughs> God, it's, God, it's hard. Jeez, this is what I have to work with every day, people. I'm talking shops. What? I'm talking shops. Guys, oh. like talking chops. chops. No, 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 shops. You are talking chops. You're off your chops. <laughs> <laughs> no, like shop, like ice cream freezers that only store ice cream. Oh. Don't have to store them as cold. Yeah, what about the other ice creams that aren't made that way? It's Ben and Jerry only ice uh, freezers. <laughs> Okay. Only for them. You didn't specify that. I'm thinking about all the other brands. Well, well, no, well, actually, well, now that I actually read a little bit more of this document, um, <laughs> as we read further ben, on, Ben and Jerry. I didn't realize this, so we all we learn something new together collectively. <laughs> Great. Ben and Jerry's owned by Unilever, who also own Magnum and other ice cream brands. So this is something oh, that's going to be across so... all their categories. Okay, so you in see? come the other brands, right? Okay. The new recipes will look to increase starch and remove some of the sugar content, but it's difficult to get the balance right and not impact the flavour. 
If they do make the higher melting point, it's thought that it would cut the carbon footprint of freezers in shop by 30%. The idea is that the ice cream products would be stored at minus 12 instead of the current minus 18 to minus 22. Professor Douglas hey. Goff, I love this. He's an ice cream expert. No, I want to be an ice cream expert. How do you do that? That's what I want to be. There's a name for it. How could that? Hello, I'm. I'm. Hello. A, hello, I'm the professor. Oh yes, professor of mathematics, science. No, no, no. no. Ice cream. All and things I'm, ice cream. Um, he says. I want to do that. What, what controls the amount of ice at any given temperature? is how much sugar and lactose from the milk solids is dissolved in the water. Since sugars don't dissolve in ice, if there's less water, there is more sugar dissolved in it, hence it stays unfrozen until the temperature is lowered a bit more. So if your goal is to make harder ice cream, you simply use less sugar, and of course now you then have to unbalance, you have to unbalance that, rebalance the sweetness. Science. Science There's and food, it's boring. Just let me eat yeah. it. <laughs> I just want to know that it's food. okay to eat. Chemistry is boring <laughs> I enough. Feel you're Chemistry a lot and food, in even more terrible. Right. So, All I heard was carbon footprint. Yeah. That's good. Carbon that, stuff. The rest of that scientific, the chemistry mixture of ice cream, I don't know. Uh, can we eat it? Is it edible if you change it? Uh, they're trialling it this summer in Germany. Oh, Which is cold anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's still at room temperature in Germany and you'd be fine. Test it out here in Australia, Dan. Bring it out here. weather that suits <laughs> what you're doing? We'll put it in the Fitzroy Street Plaza in the middle of the Tamworth <laughs> Country Music Festival and really test it out for you, Ben and Jerry. <laughs> you're testing it in Germany. That's not going to work. No. Do it here. What are you doing? You're gonna, you know, they're going to sabotage this. They're going to test it in Germany <laughs> and Ben and Jerry are going to go, yep, it works. Congratulations. Yep. We're going to get it here out. in Australia in two years' time. It's going to be a fail. It's going to melt. And they're going to go, oh, why is oh, that? What happened oh. there? Oh, oh it, was, it was the middle of winter in Germany. Okay, that makes sense. Or oh, sorry, middle of summer in Germany, which is like our winter well, this here. This like the perfect place to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Conduct your experiment. Test it anyway. out here. We'll, we'll do it. We'll get a... We'll get Tamworth Regional Council talking to Ben and Jerry. Yes. We got all that land out near the airport that we'll they want factories and all that for. I know. And we'll get a f- Ben and Jerry's factory out here and we'll make it happen. Look at that, hey? <laughs> Look at us. Look at us. Changing the world of ice cream. See, we're, we're ice cream experts already. <laughs> See? There we go. Here's some of the, well, slightly better bits from JB during the week. 